Introducing the Two-Way V4, where groundbreaking fuel cell technology meets fresh foam cushioning for the ultimate performance. With fuel cell, each step feels explosive, delivering unparalleled energy return. Paired with fresh foam, experience maximum comfort throughout the game. Its lightweight textile upper offers support and breathability without sacrificing agility. Whether you're hitting the clutch shot or locking down the opposition, the Two-Way V4 gives you the tools to play at a high level. Learn more and purchase the Two-Way for yourself at newbalance.com. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hello and welcome back to the Wildcat Scoop podcast. I'm your host, Shelby Shear, here with... Juan Diego. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. It's Jason Shear. <laughs> Uh, Con not, Carmen. Yeah, I wanted you to think that Shelby dumped me for a new host. Juan Diego. Juan Diego <laughs> Carmen. It's because we were just watching Carmen San Diego on Netflix. Oh, yeah. That's actually a good kid show. Yeah. Um, We're not here to talk about that, though. Arizona men's basketball no, is going to be playing Princeton on Thursday in the NCAA tournament round one. Fight. Yes. Hopefully Sacramento. it's a flawless victory. I am in Sacramento. Jason is in Sacramento. Well, not really. No, I'm not. We're recording this early. <laughs> he but will be by the time you yes, listen to this. When you listen to this, I am in Sacramento. The Sac- Golden One Center. The Golden One Center. I will find, by this time, hopefully I found the authorities. I'm working on them to light the beam if Arizona wins. Ooh, fancy. Yeah, there's a giant beam they light when the Kings win. I am trying to change colors of that beam and have it be red or blue for an Arizona victory. I am assuming I will fail miserably, but... You gotta give it a shot. I will try. It's similar to when I went to a event with Mike once and we went in the elevator and it said, ask for safety certificate. And so he asked and they had to go look because he asked and they couldn't find it. Oh, that is actually against the law. Yeah, so it was really funny. <laughs> We were like, we will be here tomorrow, and we expect to see their certificate. And they did not have it. Oh, my so, God. That is I'm looking awesome. at you, State Farm Arena or Stadium or whatever it is. Yeah. Just, this just goes to prove that only you and Mike can just be the most annoying, but, like, still on the side of legal. Yeah, and we'll be together at the open oh, warm-up if you want to come by and say hi to us. <laughs> We will be there. Open invitation. Mike's the one wearing Arizona clothing on press row. So. Which is, you know, if you know anything about the press, you're really not supposed to do Mike that. Gives, my boy gives no crap. Mike doesn't care. Anyway. All right. Um, all righty. Well, Arizona is going to play Princeton. What type of team will Arizona be seeing when it faces Princeton on Thursday? A smart one, Shelby. Smarter than us. Yeah. Tommy, <laughs> speak for yourself. Tommy Lloyd had a great quote where he said, uh, it was like Brian Jeffrey said, what do you know about Stanford? And he goes, well, I know they're probably smarter than us. <laughs> so um, it, it's it's tough to, I guess the, the best comparison in a way to a Pac-12 school would be Washington. Um, and Ken Palm, Princeton is 112. 
and uh, Washington is 106. Um, Washington's offense is 160. Princeton is 103, but Washington's defense is 69, and Princeton is 137. But, uh, you know, if you're looking for teams, similar teams in the tournament that you have maybe seen on TV, um, if you watch Cal State, Fullerton, um, you know, Montana State, actually. Arizona's played Montana State. They are two spots higher in Ken Palm. Um, and what's actually funny is you don't realize how bad Syracuse was until you start looking at Ken Palm. Syracuse was below all these teams. But, um, you know, the, the closest opponent is Montana State and Washington. In terms of what type of team they are, uh, you know, I've only watched one game as of this recording of Princeton. I'll probably watch another game on the plane. But the whole backdoor cut Princeton offense thing, it's, it's not a thing. They don't do it. So um, that Princeton shit? Yeah, as I told Tommy Lloyd, Tommy Lloyd goes, I don't think it was on camera, but Tommy goes, the other day at the event, Tommy goes, uh, what does Princeton run? Uh, do they even run the Princeton offense? I go, sure. And he goes, what is it? I go, you know, backdoor shit, which could be taken a lot of wrong ways, but um, they don't. Uh, as proof as they don't, they are 256th in the nation in, uh, in assists. So they, I mean, they really, they don't. I mean, if you go back to like, 2010 when they had like Sidney Johnson as their coach and stuff and they were running different stuff uh their assist rate was higher Mitch Henderson in his first year their assist rate was higher in an ideal world um they were actually like in 2000 I was doing history in 2014 under Henderson they shot uh 47 percent of their shots came from behind the arc Shelby which is just insane that was number one in the nation but um he you know to give Princeton coach credit Mitch Henderson, he, he can adapt to styles. And, um, you know, the team they face is basically they, they try to take care of the ball. They tend to take opportune shooting. But, you know, to be blunt, Arizona has faced a lot of slower teams this year. Their average tempo isn't crazy slow. It's 171. Um, their possession length on offense is slow because they wait for good shots. They're 241st. Arizona has faced slower teams. And Arizona has faced a lot of better teams. Princeton is not one of the better teams that Arizona has faced. Um, you know, and, and so we'll get into their strengths and weaknesses a bit. But when looking at the 15 seeds, if you want to go the most dangerous, you know, to me, um, you know, like Vermont as a 15, even though it's lower than Princeton, um, I, I think Vermont would be a tougher matchup. I think Colgate is a tougher matchup. Even though Colgate is bad defensively, they're 44th offensively and shoot a ton of threes. Princeton does not shoot a ton of threes. They shoot threes, don't get me wrong. Um, 80, you know, the 129th in the country in point distribution. Um, Three-point attempts, field attempts, 40%, that's 86th in the nation. So they'll shoot threes, but it's not likely they're that team that's going to come out as a mid-major or whatever shoot a crap load of threes, and before you know it, they have 15 of 35 threes. I mean, that's just not their style of play. Maybe it is against Arizona. I don't know, but um, that's what we'll find out. We're going to find out. Um, Well, what are some of these strengths and weaknesses? Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Um, You know, they're, they're not awful on offense or defense. They're 103rd on offense. They're 137th on defense. So they're average. 
They're average offensively. They're a little below average defensively. Um, strength, 74th in the nation in effective field goal percentage, pretty solid. They do not turn the ball over. They shoot pretty well from, from two point, 52nd in the country from two. Um, they don't turn the ball over a ton. Uh, they get, get shots blocked because they're not very athletic, but they're okay. They take generally care of the ball. Um, you know, they're 86th in the nation, like I mentioned, in threes. Um, and, and defensively, they are a very, very good defensive rebounding team. Now, with that being said, there's a caveat, right? Right. Their defensive rebounding against <laughs> – I'm trying to figure out the nice way to say this. A bunch of uh, Ivy League unathletic white dudes, right? Is that bad? Yeah, you know. Um, I guess when you think about Princeton, that's what you think about. Right, but what I'm saying is, like, they're rebounding against, um, you know, and, and look, against Iona, they were a good defensive rebounding team in that matchup. They actually played Iona. Um, but, you know, it, it's, you know, it, there's, I think there's a difference between defensive rebounding against Marist, Army, Northeastern, Columbia, Cornell, Dartmouth, than there is Arizona. And so that is kind of, you know, it's it's like I mentioned with Colgate. Colgate is the number one three-point team in the country. Will they be the number one three-point team in the country against Texas? You know what I mean? Right. Um, and the thing that I would actually be more concerned with Princeton is that while they're really good at defensive rebounding, they don't offensive rebound. They're 188th in the nation in offensive rebounding. Um, in terms of weaknesses, they do not force turnovers at all. They are 349th in the nation at forcing turnovers. Now, Arizona doesn't force turnovers as we know, but Arizona is is still better than that. They're 248th. So think about that. Arizona doesn't force turnovers, and they're still 100 spots better <laughs> than Princeton. Um, they don't steal the ball. They're 350th in the nation in forcing steals. They don't force non-steal turnovers. They're 304th in that category. Uh, so... You know, generally speaking, the, the teams that have struggled, um, you know, with that Arizona has struggled with are, are good at forcing turnovers. Princeton's not statistically a bad team. You know, they, they're defensively, uh, you know, they, <laughs> defensively, they, they don't allow teams to shoot great. They're, you know, they're 70th in the nation in that regard. Like I said, a very good defensive rebounding team. Um, they don't go to the line very much. They also don't foul a ton. So that's a plus. What's really weird, and this is probably going to surprise you, Shelby, they're not a good free throw shooting team. Whoa. Uh, you would assume an Ivy League team would be. They only shoot 71% from the line. That is 205th in the nation. A little better than Arizona, but not great. So, um, you know, they just, they don't, they're, they're just not, I don't know how to say this. Their, their weaknesses uh, play to Arizona's strengths, and their strengths play to Arizona's strengths. So it's kind of like, it's kind of uh, yeah. I mean, the the fact that they really do not force turnovers, but that's probably their biggest weakness, and their strength is by far their ability to defensive rebound. With the caveat that this is by far, um, you know, look, the best team they face is I is actually statistically analytically Yale. Yeah, they actually the only time they beat Yale this season was in the the Ivy League tournament. Iona was second, and they lost. Um, after that, you know, you're talking lost to Hofstra. They lost to Navy. 
They lost to Delaware, which is just wild. They lost to Brown. They lost to Dartmouth uh, twice, I believe. No, they lost to Dartmouth once, um, but they went to overtime in that game that they won. But, like, when I say Dartmouth, Dartmouth is 267th in Ken Palm. They're 10 and 18. Dartmouth beat them once by seven and took them to overtime and only lost by three. They they played Cairn University. University. Keen. Did you say Karen? Karen. C-A-I-R-N. Yeah, Karen. Like a Karen. Yeah, like a Karen. <laughs> uh, Keen University. Don't know what that is, but they played schools that like you've never heard of, and and they. When you look at the stats, Arizona is not even close to being representative of what type of opponent Princeton has faced. Last year, you could have made that case when they played Minnesota. Um, you know, they played Oregon State. Uh, they played South Carolina. The difference between last year and this year is last year that offense was really good because they had Jalen Llewellyn, who is awesome, um, and then transferred to Michigan. So, <laughs> and then got, got hurt, I believe. So, you know, that, and, and that was their tough, and they lost uh, Ethan Wright. So they lost some of their best players from last year. Uh, also, Ethan Wright is on Colorado now, but um, it's just, it, it's tough it's a tough situation to make imperatives because there's nothing really to compare it to. Like, at least with most small majors, like I could look at Montana State and say, well, Montana State played Arizona. I could say Vermont played this team. Colgate played this team. Princeton, you can't. You're just watching Princeton beat and play really bad basketball teams. Like, I was watching the game against Yale, and I think Yale is decent. But I'm watching, I'm like, how am I even analyzing How can you even this? scout this? How can you even... Well, we were talking about it in the car. I was like, can you imagine being Princeton? And after the shock wears off, like, yay, we're, we're in the tournament. And then they go, oh, we're playing Arizona. First of all, have they even seen an Arizona game all year? Then you start looking at it and you go, um, uh, we've never even faced anyone over six feet seven at all. And like, it's just like between Tubelas and Balo, they'd never have seen that before. Like, right. I would imagine the shock is immense. And it's awesome. I love it. Love you. Um, so what matchup are we looking forward to, like, in reality here? Uh, actually, I, I, no, I will say this. Uh, Princeton has a very, very good player, again, for the Ivy League. So, again, you don't know what it, you know, he's going to look like. But let's see if I can pronounce this right. You ready, Shelby? Kosan Evbuaman. Ooh, close. I'll just call him Big T. He's their center. Now, they are a small team, as I mentioned. Their center, um, and he'll play the four sometimes as well. He's 6'8", 219. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. 
Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. So their center is small, is like Pella Larson, basically playing the five. Now, the thing is, he will go away from the basket quite a bit. And so what you worry about is, you know, how is Umar covering him? And so, you know, I asked Tommy about the UCLA game and going big, and he basically said, look, we don't want to be the team that adjusts to the opponent. We want the opponent to adjust to us. But Tosan is 6'8", 217. He averages 15 points, 6 rebounds, and 5 assists a game. He is very similar to, like, a Kyle Anderson type where he'll play multiple positions and the offense will very often run through him at the five where he'll step out. He does not shoot threes. He hit one against Yale. But this season from three, I think he only has – actually, I'm going to look it up because I like to be accurate. Yeah, he only has uh, 29 attempts from three the whole season, and he's only made nine of them. So if you're shooting threes, you're probably cool with it. Last year, he was 2 of 17 from 3. But he takes guys off the dribble and all that. Um, that is, to me, the most intriguing matchup is is how does the does Arizona go small? Or, you know, and, and Princeton has a, a guy that I like a lot, Caden Pierce, who's 6'6", 210. He'll play the 3 and the 4, and he's their best rebounder by far. Um, they'll play a, a 6'7", 235 power forward. That zoo is going to be much quicker then. So... It's it's an interesting scenario. I'm I'm really curious to see. Like, there's a guy that Princeton has named Keyshawn Kelman who plays the five, and I think he's really solid, but he hasn't played the four all year. Do they play two bigs? If they do, that changes their whole offense. Even though Tosan has played the four um, a good amount of time, you know, they do they, they play him at the four and Keyshawn Kelman at the five. That would be my guess. Then you're you're playing Caden Pierce at the three. I don't see any possible way you defend with that lineup. Mm-mm. Like it's it's just Caden Pierce. Why I like him? He's he's not. It's just not happening. And so the most intriguing matchup to me is is what Arizona and Princeton does at that five. Does do they say you know what Umar you can guard Tosan, let's do it, or do they say you know what let's go small put Zoo at the five, put Pella at the four and run that lineup more and go from there. Obviously Arizona's going to start big early. And, and try to establish that and say, you know what, Princeton, you got to match up with us. Because on the same note, there is no possible reality where Tosan is guarding Umar Bala. No. There's no world. And again, I like Tosan. I think he's, I watched him. He's, he, but he's not fast and he's not athletic. He's a really smart player. But he also turns the ball over quite a bit because he has the ball so much, you know, almost four turnovers a game from your center. But there's no world where he's guarding Umar. And they, they don't play zone. They've only played zone on, I, I looked up, 59 possessions the entire season. Dang. Arizona played zone 19 possessions. So um, <laughs> you don't, you're not going to zone at this point. So it's like, I, I just don't know. Or do they double Umar, but then they're screwed on Zoo. So that's the matchup I'm really curious is how Arizona handles Tosan and how Princeton handles Umar. I, I think that is probably, in terms of a chess match, what I'm looking for. So knowing that... What matchup does Arizona need to take advantage of? I just, and we're a broken record. All I, of them. I think they need to take advantage of that matchup. If Tosan can get into foul trouble, and it doesn't happen a lot. He only averages two fouls a game this season. When you took a look, he fouled out against Yale. They lost that game. 
Um, and that's really the that's the only game he fouled out of. He's had some games with four fouls, and those are the games where you know he struggled. When you take a look, he fouled out against Yale, lost. Had uh, four fouls against Dartmouth and played 33 minutes, lost. Had four fouls against Cornell and five turnovers. They won, but not by as much as they probably should have. Four fouls, five turnovers against Delaware, lost. Three fouls in 30 minutes against Iona the game before, lost. Uh, they cannot – four fouls against Navy, lost. <laughs> so, I like, see a pattern here. Right. If, if Tosan is in foul trouble in any way, shape, or form, they have less of a chance than they have to begin with. I mean, there's just no way they're winning that game. And so, to me, you, you give the ball to Umar as much as possible and try to get Tosan on the bench. Um, they have no one to guard Azulis. You know, I, I, like I mentioned, I, I actually like Princeton's front court. I, I think it's solid. Um, but they have no one, to, uh, no one to guard Azulis at all. And so, you know, at the end of the day, it's kind of like, yeah, I could, I could literally tell you, Shelby, they, every position is the position. Like, you know, I, I, I will say this, going back to the intriguing matchup, Matt Alaco, their point guard, is a really good shooter. Ryan Langborn is is a very solid shooter. So which one do they put Ramey on and which one do they put Kerr on? Uh, you know, Langsborg averages 12 points a game, shoots 41% for the field. To me, Matt Alaco is better. He shoots 48% for the field, 40% from three. I assume they put Ramey on him, right? And so that's kind of intrigue. But, you know, Caden Pierce isn't a guy. He, he's a very good rebounder. He's by far the best rebounder on the team, 7.1. Um, not a big offensive player, doesn't really shoot free throws, doesn't really stretch the court. 6'6", 205, right? Made for Pell. Perfect size for Pell to, uh, to guard him. So if I'm Arizona, I think the, the biggest thing is you're big and you're actually more athletic. Take advantage of it. Take, pound him inside because Princeton also, I mean, they might go to the bench and go seven deep, but Princeton's seven deep. Isn't Kylan Boswell right. and Bella Larson. Like experience. Like Cedric should be able to have quite a bit of success in this game. Um, you know, so that's kind of kind of where I'm at. Alrighty. And then is there a path to an upset for Princeton? Just even a modicum of a path. It is really, really, really difficult for me to see a path to an upset. You know, like when Arizona played Wright State last year even though we knew that arizona would beat wright state you could at least say that wright state had two very good players grant basile wound up going to virginia tech they have another guy that wound up going to ohio state um and then another their third best player still on the team like they had high d1 effective players like you know you look at like grant basile at, at virginia tech and that kid averaged at virginia tech in the acc averaged 16 and 5. And he was on right state. So you look at that and you're like, oh, like that team had talent. And Arizona won by 17. And, and still it was like, okay, the recipe would be those guys go nuts. Princeton doesn't really have that guy. Tosan would be the, the closest to it. But when you look at him, he's not a three-point shooter. And so it's hard to imagine a guy like him going nuts. Um, you know, if, if you want to go that route where, you know, the 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 guy that would go nuts or, you know, go off, it would be probably Alaco or Langsburg. Caden Pierce isn't a shooter. 
You know, even Langsburg shoots 33%. Alaka would be that guy, 6'4 guard. And you take a look, and he, you know, the closest thing he had to that game was a 20-point game against Brown, 6 of 11. Uh, he's not a volume shooter. Princeton doesn't have volume shooters. Like, the most three attempted in a game that Alaco had was seven. That's it. I mean, you look at uh, Lang's, Langborg, Ryan Langborg, 6'4 guard from San Diego, and, again, he, he'll come in and he'll shoot threes. Like, he had 10 three-point attempts. He's had games with 11, but he's shooting 33%. So your path to an upset would be Langborg, instead of shooting 33%, shoots 50% or goes nuts. But usually that happens with more athletic players. I, really, the only path to an upset is Arizona. Imploding. Imploding. Like, turning the ball over stupidly without the pressure. Um, Princeton pulls something out of the back. I... I We'll go on the record as saying that this would be a horrifying loss. There would be no sugarcoating it. There would be no BS about it. You know, this is this would be one of the worst losses in program history. Okay. Well, <laughs> knowing all of that, Jason, what is your prediction? I, I wonder what it is. I just like Princeton. I feel like their brains. They're just so smart. They will challenge Arizona to a spelling bee. Uh, the spread is 13 and a half. I actually, and I don't do this very often, I'm going a more. I think Arizona's going to win this game uh, 90 to 68. Ooh. I think they're going to wipe the floor with them. Good. I just, I, I just, they better. I think it's one of those games. Um, you know, I, it needs and, to be a statement. Yeah, I just don't see it. I, I just, you know, and again, like there's other, like Colgate scares the shit out of me. If I was Texas, I'd be scared of Colgate because when you look at, and I keep going back to them, but that's just because. You know, like, Princeton could be a 16 seed. You really could make that argument. Like, Kenesaw State is a 14 seed. Um, and, and, you know, UNC Asheville, Northern Kentucky, like, probably not a 16 seed, but close to it, you know, not like like not that big of a gap. You know, I look at Colgate, who's really bad defensively, but, like, like I mentioned, like, they're 16th in the nation in turnovers. They don't turn the ball over. They shoot 58% from the field. They shoot 40% from the field as a team from three. They shoot 57% from two, right? They're seventh in the nation in non-steal turnovers. They don't turn over. They're 12th in the nation in assists. Texas should be scared. Like, Syracuse sucks, but, like, Colgate beat Syracuse. Colgate has the ability, like, they've had 100-point games, 96-point games, et cetera, because their threes, they go ape shit. Like, that's just and, – and Princeton doesn't really – knock on wood – Princeton doesn't really that doesn't historically do that. Right. Like they got a guy, Colgate, for instance, who's 6'10, 250, and shoots 69% from two. That's ridic that's higher, that's ridiculous. And then they got a guy that plays next to him, Shell, that's 6'11, 270. Wow. Like that they're a nightmare. And, and, and so at least offensively. So that's not this type of matchup. I, I think Arizona beats the crap out of them. I I really do. I would be disappointed if it's like a twelve point win. I think Arizona covers. Well, I did say that there are benefits to being a two seed, working your ass off all season long, having the record that you have. Occasionally, when you are in the tournament, you do get at least one where it is game by game. I'm not taking it for granted. But on paper, Princeton just ain't it. And I it's, think Arizona is going to hopefully annihilate them. Like I think Princeton would match up almost better with like a UCLA. And that's not because I think UCLA is bad. It's just styles of play and overall height. Like UCLA is in a very yeah, they're not tall. big and they're team. not athletic. Right. I just think that 
when you're Princeton and you're looking at the two seeds that you'd want to face, Arizona's probably the, the worst matchup for you because of that size. All right. Well, exciting. I'm so excited. I'm going to be at work and getting ready for this big event on Saturday. I guess I can watch it on my computer, but still, it's like different than yeah, it's being weird. It's a weird game time because I want to watch. game time, middle of the day. Like, I think Utah State-Missouri might wind up being the best game of the first round. Like, I think it's going to be one of those games. It is an awesome game. It is at 1040 in the morning, which is going to be weird for basketball. So Yeah, I'm going to be in a meeting. I'm excited. We'll do the post one day. We'll do the preview. The net. We're going to have a lot of stuff. I'm flying to Sacramento. Uh, I'm already there. But when you were listening to this, he's already yeah. there. And I'm there. Open practice and all that media. We're going to do a lot of stuff. Wildcat Authority. 50% off in annual subscription as well. But this is the most exciting time of the year. It's the most wonderful time of the year. Bear down. Bear down. Be of good cheer. It's the most wonderful Shelby, time. Shelby, it's basketball. You know what? I know, but I love Christmas and I miss it already. Nope, basketball. Basketball, basketball.